Welcome to the Brand Ambassadors, your wide-angle look at the field of PR and what it means for your company. Your host is Merritt Hamilton Allen with co-host Gary Potterfield. Every firm has a compelling narrative that sets them apart from the crowd. In your company, you can use your own background and storytelling to your advantage as well as that of your business. Now, here are your hosts, Merritt Hamilton Allen and Gary Potterfield. Good morning and welcome to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton Allen, joined by Gary Potterfield. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, Merritt. Hey, so you had a a pretty good visit with an old friend this week over at Defense uh, Media Activity. Um, Also, hello to Lance Milstead. Been a while since we talked. Um, But what really interested me is uh, you were talking with me about it, is the discussion of where audiences are getting their content with regard to news, information, what have you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny how I, you know, you get out of touch with things. It's like... um, uh, I was asking Lance about the um, about how things are going with AFRTS, you know, organization that I worked for for a long time, and uh, that's and uh, really, Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. Yes, and for for a while in the '70s, it was American Forces, uh, or '60s and '70s, and they wanted to sound less military, but then they went, "Nah, to heck with it." I I used to call us the Armed Radio and Television Force, but it, that didn't go. But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, at any rate, uh, the, I mean, as an organization, as a name, at least, it doesn't exist anymore. Um, and you, and and the content overseas, because I was I was asking, I was like, so what are what are they putting out now overseas? Actually, there's you know, the the, the programming um, is is not put out. There there is no you know there is no uh, evening news on television, and and that, none of that surprises me, but. Um, but you know they they've uh, realized and and they're they're reflecting society um, and the reality of the way you get information that um, you know that they're not putting out the, the you know full tra- traditional broadcasting content um, they're putting out snackable content and they're putting it out they're putting it out on social media so a lot of the stuff that they're creating. Uh, is going is I mean that's the that that is the where where it's going. It's not going on any kind of a, uh, over over certainly not over the air, but uh, in a television format. So uh, I think it's just a reflection of the world we live in today, and um, it, it's we're seeing it. Uh, that's just a small microscopic aspect of what's happening in the world. I think. I think it's important to point out uh, the reason AFRTS was created is. In uh, you know by by the '60s, we had thousands of troops and their families stationed overseas, and we were in the television and radio era very much. And this was uh, there was n- often no English language programming. Right. And so this was a way to keep um, uh, troops current, not just on popular culture, but also on uh, uh, American news. Yeah, and um, I mean. Early in my in my uh, Navy career, um, when I was in uh, I was in wonderful spots like Adak, Alaska, a little tiny dot in the in the Aleutian chain. Um, didn't we didn't have, have satellite um, 
television. It was just we, so it was all local. So it was really cool for us because we were like, hey, we're the only game in town. There is there is nobody else. Not only is not, not only is there no no other English language uh, broadcast, there are no other broadcasts uh, of any kind in that little tiny island. Maybe the illusion the the Aleuts, Aleuts put out something. I don't know. But at any rate, no. It, uh, so so we were we were the only game in town. Absolutely. So we do our evening newscast where we you know took things literally from the wires of the Associated Press and United Press International. Uh, that's how they got how they got everything. So that was great for us to be. Oh, we're the ones that have the information. But look at us now. I mean, it's. I mean, how in the world? And I was thinking about this for years. How in the world would uh, would uh, the military? Because obviously, there's, there's there are dual. There are multiple purposes as to why the services it, it still exists. Not just to get American. Uh, news to people like it was and information as it was back in World War II and, 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 and thereafter up until the 70s or so. But it's also to get out command information. And I was like, well, how the heck are they going to do that now when they have every, you know, th- there's so many places they can get their information. How are you going to get to them? Actually kind of relates to what we do with digital signage is how are you going to get to the workforce? Well, in this case, how are you going to get to the American, uh, you know, the service members and their families who are serving overseas about important information they need? It certainly isn't going to be for from traditional television, and it's probably limited in how it's going to get to them in traditional radio. Well, absolutely, and it, it just that whole the whole notion uh, I think has uh, changed uh, radically in the last twenty years. I mean, it you know, we're told, and you know, this all started with George Washington creating a base newspaper or a camp newspaper in Valley in the, during the winter in Valley Forge. Mm-hmm. Uh, to keep folks apprised of news uh, of the colonies and of the war. And uh, this has been a specific job of the military uh, since then. But now, with content so readily available globally, easily, uh, is there a point for the is there any point for the military to try and put out their own informational content uh, focusing on troops? Right. I, I'm again. I think at this, I, I. That's a great question. I mean, um, there is. It's almost pointless. Again, it was 20 years ago. It was beginning to seem uh, like a lost cause and an unnecessary cause. Maybe is the right word for it. But so the question now is, um, how do you connect to them with whatever messages you need to get out? So, so if it's the military, how do they get their word out to the to the uh, to the service members and their families overseas at all, regardless of what the message is, uh, which is the same problem with everybody, even back here. So the world's gotten smaller. So how do we get our word out to whoever our audience is? How does it, you know, it, it, it actually is a, is a issue that faces everybody now, regardless of where you are and what you're trying to get out. Oh, very much so. Um, uh, but, um, you know, there there are things that um, base commanders need folks to know just with regard to traffic patterns. And, uh, you know, bases are where people work and live and where families work and live. And like any community, like any municipality, uh, in some ways, the base commander is a mayor. And so information is uh, is really important. You know, and that was one of the first discussions we had about digital signage. And I'm curious, um, with regard to um, your trip to DMA, if you if that didn't start you thinking again about uh, using on-base digital signage uh, to provide that information flow. 
Yeah, I think that's the um, uh, and and I don't know. I do not know to what extent, if any, that is being used overseas for, uh, as a means of communication. If not, here we are. We can we can we can help you with that. But it is the. I mean, yeah, I mean, the question becomes how there are lots of different ways, I guess, you can get, you can reach people, but, uh, you know, how do you do it? And that's certainly, um, you know, in this world today, that's how you do it. It used to be email. I mean, gosh, you know, we, we, we get so many emails and you know, what's happening to me lately is, uh, you know, I'm getting so many emails and, and someone says, well, you haven't answered my email about X, Y, or Z. And I'm like, I, I don't remember seeing an email about X, Y, and Z. And, uh, right. you know, that's someone needs to put signage in front of me. Maybe I'll notice it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gary, you well, idiot. I sent you an email. Oh, yeah, I see that. I saw that on signage. Well, I mean, and really, that's how I think we first sold, sold digital signage to our first Navy customer. Yeah. They knew that their um, desk cubicle bound employees were just inundated by email and kind of resistant. They were email immune. Right. Right, absolutely, and uh, and so yeah, I mean, it it is still it, it is a, a, at the moment I think in the certainly in the corporate world, and the government world, um, probably one of the best ways to, to if you have messages you really need to get to people, uh, how you do it. We had a call um, just yesterday. Was it just yesterday? Did I do this? Yeah, it was just yesterday uh, for another one of our uh, one of our another of our clients, and the discussion was about. Um, uh, the tech. How are we going to technologically get emergency messaging out to right. the workforce? And um, yeah. you know, and so that's you know that's a, a lot of times uh, that is the first. And then and you've got to think about it. It's probably the most important reason uh, if mm-hmm. you're do digital signage specifically is that uh, it's about emergency messaging. You know, the Virginia Tech uh, incident years ago. Uh, it was it was a driver for signage, um, but certainly natural disasters and fires and things like that. Um, important to get, how do you get to people? Certainly not via email. Right, right. And I almost wonder if we just shouldn't call them networks instead of signage or digital networks. There's got to be a better name because I I still think, you know, a decade into this drill for us, I think when we say digital signage, people still think of, you know, like um, a ticker sign or something. Yeah, uh, um, that, that's a, it's a good point. It, they still struggle. I think the industry is still struggling with what to call it, and there is no good way to call it. And uh, again, with another, uh, the, the, uh, with one of our clients, it was the the work for, They were totally confused. Not the workforce, but the leadership were saying they thought they were talking about dig- digital, like Adobe Digital Signatures, because oh wow, know, it begins with S- digital, then S I G N. And it's like, what do we care about? What do we care about that for? Why? Why are we having a meeting about digital signatures? Uh, so I don't. Yeah. So you know how we do. We we always talk to our clients about the fact that they have to brand it. That you know, you don't just throw up the right. throw up screens around the place and and say because then you you need a shortcut to say that's that thing. And then truly, yeah, it is an it, it is a network. And I've always, coming from my background, you know, my broadcasting background, I always think of it as a running our own little not television station, but television. To your point, television network. Uh, and yes. I think if you treat it that way, you're going to, and then you treat all of your information as the, the commercial breaks, um, then you're, you know, then you're really, I think, uh, thinking about it the right way. What if, what if we called it a non-crappy community access channel? Is there an acronym you can use that non-crappy NC? I'm trying to think of something you can, yeah. So they've, you know, they've gone through so many 
you know, uh, digital out of home. Uh, just there's just nothing that just fits. I don't know what the hell to call it. I don't know. I'm going to call it maize. Wait a minute. You call it corn. <laughs> fine, fine. You call it maize. <laughs> I don't know. But getting back to the original thing is that is the idea. Well, however you do it. Um, and that's another one of those phrases that has come over, come up over the past couple of years. And, uh, you know, Lance mentioned it to me and uh, talked about snackable content. We're in the snackable content era. Um, so, you know, the creating things that are 15 to 30 seconds. And of course, this, again, the signage content we create is, is, uh, t- by definition, almost snackable, um, it has to be because the, the, how long, that's how long people are going to be at the elevator lobby waiting for the elevator to arrive. Right, right. Of course, though, and, and by the other turn, if you look at how on-demand um, uh, television programming through Netflix or Hulu, um, I, I, love, I love that we're consuming content the way that we consume food. So we have snackable content. We also have bingeable content. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 always of this thing where you eat some new series, some or the the second or third or fourth season of a series comes up on Netflix or Amazon Prime, and you're like, I want to resist binging it, but I can't help it. And you watch all right. ten friggin' hours of it, and you go, Well, now I got to wait another year. Anyway, we got to go to break. There's, <laughs> exactly. there's a, we should talk about uh, about cutting the cord and how that's affected things too. That'd be fun to talk about when we come back. You're listening to the brand ambassadors, uh, Merritt and Gary, back again. And uh, we will be back with you guys in about uh, two, three minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it and profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Listening to the brand ambassadors. To reach our program today, please call in to 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. Or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. Now, back to this week's program. Is it me or is it you, Merritt? Hello, welcome back to the show. And I feel like I'm talking to myself. I must be talking to myself. Well, welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Gary Potterfield and Merritt Allen. I don't Merritt Hamilton Allen is somewhere. We were talking just a few minutes ago. Um, and uh, I'm going to sit there and, and sit, I'm going to send Merritt a text and say, hey, where are you? What's going on? Yeah, I, I, I got it. I got it till Merritt decides, Merritt's computer just decided to shut down. Well, what we were talking about before we went to break, I love, you see, that's the joy, uh, Aaron, uh, of, of, live, of live radio. And so she's going to call in. But anyway, we were talking before the break about, um, about snackable content, about how, how people are getting their information. And uh, based on a conversation I had a couple days ago with an old friend, and um, and we were going to talk about when Merrick calls in, we'll do it. We're going to talk about uh, cutting the cord, um, and I'm curious about if uh, you know how many people have cut the cord. I decided to cut the cord um, a couple of uh, months ago. We, my wife and I, decided to do that because we were paying uh, we were paying for like crazy amounts of you know money for um, probably 200 and some channels, uh, 200 of which uh, we didn't watch at all. And so I said, there's got to be a better way. There's a bunch of services out there to do it. And, uh, and we chose one of them. And, and, um, and so, yeah, so with that in mind, though, <clears throat> when you combine um, the ability to binge watch or do whatever you're trying to do, uh, how, does the, how does the advertiser or anybody else get their message out? So, uh, Merritt, that was really kind of you to just uh, bail on me just before the uh, commercial break. I mean, just before we came I, back. I swear to God, I, I had the theme music uh, bringing us back, and my computer went blank. It just <laughs> shut down on me. So I was trying to uh, call our producer uh, or engineer on my uh, iPad, and he called me, so I'm back. No, th- <laughs> no thanks to Apple. Well, I tell you, it was uh, it was because I was kind of like, what, am I forgetting something? Is it was it me? Am I bringing us back? And and uh, and then I was wondering, well, maybe I'm the one. Who's talking to no one? Maybe I'm. Maybe I have decided. I've gone into um, who knows where. But it was you. It was you. It wasn't me. That's all that matters. Yep, it was all me. Um, but you know, to your point, I think there are a couple fundamental principles to um, uh, both entertainment and information content in 2019. And first is the notion of control over the airwaves is no longer relevant. Right. Uh, yeah, and, and how about that? You is, have, go ahead. Uh, news organizations and entertainment organizations are for-profit entities that exist to make money. 
I, you and know, they drive as that they money should through be. advertising. I mean, right. unless you're public broadcasting, but they're driving uh, their revenue through advertising. And uh, through big data, I guess in the third, my third point, I thought I only had two, is uh, they're going to use data mining to um, both send you the correct advertising information and also steer you to your preferred content. Yeah, um, it now you know I'm I'm curious. I'm interested with now how the different ways in which uh, you know they are um, getting their messages in. Um, so I was uh, before we started talking before you came back on the phone. I was mentioning that I had cut the cord. We had cut the cord. Anna and I have, and um, you know there's several different services out there. You know Sling and and um, Direct TV now or whatever it's called, and a bunch of others. And we we did uh, we went with. Um, um, with uh, YouTube TV, just because it ca- carried all the local channels, all the local uh, DC area channels. But at any rate, uh, you know, you have two, t- and there's, there's there's three different ways to watch TV. You can watch live, you can watch on demand, or you can, uh, or you can have the cloud DVR. They have this unlimited cloud DVR. You can put as much crap as you want on it. But so if you do the on demand, of course, then they're putting in their they they, are, they have the ability to put those commercials in. And they do, um, but then you can DVR, and then you you can bypass it. So I don't know. It's got to they got to be scratching their heads or jumping out of windows or something to try to figure out how they're going to make their money. Exactly, exactly. And of course, we're seeing a little more tightening of how um, data a- aggregators um, get their data and how they sell it. And right. there's much more scrutiny at the government regulation level. Uh, we see that much more in the EU uh, than in the U.S., but in the U.S., finally, slowly, everybody's starting to tell you, oh, hey, we're going to use cookies because um, we need to track who you are and what, where else you go. And, of course, yeah. you want the content, so you say yes to cookies. Yeah, without looking. You without even, ah, whatever, sure. Send, send it on, baby. Yeah, it... Um, um, it is really interesting now. Just you couldn't have imagined a couple of years ago how how it works now. That you know how you you're getting all your content. Yeah, the other thing about uh, like with the um, uh, YouTube t- YouTube TV is I, you know I can get it on my television. I can get it on my computer. I can get it on my smartphone. I can I can get it anywhere I go. It, with, I, well, of course, if I go overseas, I, can, I I in theory I in theory can't get it overseas. But then if I have a VPN, um, I you know, God forbid. Than I could. And I yeah. think that um, has been as surprising as anything is, you know, the digital revolution, uh, say through 2012, 2015, I'm just making updates, was one thing, and then it going mobile. Yeah, and I wonder how many, and the other side of that is how many, the, the younger the, the, the uh, viewer or whatever you want to call that person now, um, the more likely it is that they're not even watching traditional programming. You know, they may not watch right. the, a traditional TV show of any kind, you know. They're watching little right. snippets of the snackable content they're watching. Or they're, and they're uh, you know, choosing their news feeds from uh, BuzzFeed and The Daily Show. Yeah. Um, you know, several years ago in, in, in some of the things we'd done in media training, uh, we would talk about the fact that you can, you know, you now are your own 
you know, newspaper editor or whatever you want to call it, because you can go on whether what you know whatever news aggregator you want to use, and you can choose you know to see what's popping up on your screens and such like that. Um, but now it's you know gone further than that, way farther than that. Who knows where it's going to be next? So, so how do we reach people with snackable content? Well, good thing for us, we're we're snackable content creators uh, from by virtue we talked about earlier of the stuff we do for our clients on digital signage where by nature it's 15 to 30 second content. Um, So I guess that that helps. Yeah, and and that was something we picked up, gosh, I would say almost 15 years ago is the understanding that sailors like the old old school command video, very much a thing in the 90s. And... I think it's fair, uh, we started asking the question, I think, in 2006, and I think it's fair to ask it today, who the hell's going to watch this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was reading, I was uh, in preparation, uh, in, in, in my vast preparation for today's show, um, you know, uh, which took about three minutes, I, um, I, I, I went online and I was looking at, the, you know, the idea of the attention span, and, and there's some that are saying, you know, the attention span... Uh, thing about shrinking attention spans isn't necessarily exactly what's really going on. Um, and the one one I'm looking at one headline that says survey finds attention spans aren't shrinking, they're evolving. You know, you know, and it goes to the point of you know what are you doing to attract, to 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 keep the audience whatever the audience is. So and even Lance told me that about the fact that it's not so you know th- their experience his experience is that that. The military member, the military family, they will watch a longer form program, but you had better catch them in the first, you better have something for them in the first 30 seconds or so, uh, or they will walk um, or switch or whatever the hell they're going to do. So you got to find a way to get it. And we, you know what, Merritt, it's the same thing when, when we talk, you and I talk to our uh, executive brand training and presentation training clients about the importance of, of of keeping their attention and what the different tools you need to use to make sure that they stay with you and they remember even if they physically like in a presentation environment even if they physically have no choice but to stay with you did, have they stayed with you uh, intellectually or you know in terms of what you're trying to tell them exactly uh, exactly, and I, I think it's uh, just the challenge for large organizations. Um, going back to the discussion we had on emergency uh, notification, you know, the worst digital signage clients see it as an opportunity to put out the front office uh, propaganda 24-7. The best digital signage clients realize they need to provide content that their employees actually want, traffic, weather, emergency, um, upcoming training, uh, and then you insert your command priorities uh, in, that, in that content that they desire. Well, yeah, but so, and some to that point, um, you, you'd mentioned, you know, traffic, weather, and stuff like that, but you also need to do, you know, you, you need to fl- show them the baseball scores from yesterday. You need, to t- you need to give them a little something that we're, you know, you know, because you, even if you're, the, even if you want to know the weather and you want to know the traffic, you still sometimes you want to know. You just, you need, you, you know, you you, you want to see something that intrigues you or interests you. Um, mm-hmm. so, so some organizations, particularly uh, governmental organizations, feel that oh no, I can't do that. Oh, we can't do that. And then uh, there are organizations that are, you know, fool. I think kind of not intelligently, um, not thinking it through, are unwilling to let certain. Um, 
news content go through because of the potential for it to be negative, have a negative connotation for their organization, speak badly of the right. administration or something like that. But, you know, you can, I just think it's short-sighted. Right. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, there, there are definitely, there are news outlets you wouldn't put on an RSS feed uh, in a government organization, but probably CNN shouldn't be one of them. It, um, yeah, I don't, it's it was, and you know, we use some of the curated content that uh, you know where it's where it's grabbing uh, imagery and, and headlines from AP, UPI, not UPI, <laughs> AP, Reuters, and and such. Um, so, uh, but it's just it, it, it there it is. It's news, and what are you going to do? At any rate. Mm-hmm. We are again up on a break, and uh, I think it's important, Merritt, that you uh, that you have your phone go dead now. I think that'd be a good that'd be nice. On top of everything, Century Link, are you listening? <laughs> I think your phone should go dead. Let's just have it all. Anyway, folks, you listen to the brand ambassadors. Uh, I'm on my Skype and my computer. Merritt is on her phone. Soon she'll be on a tin can and a string, and we'll be back with you in a couple of minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Voice America. 
are listening to The Brand Ambassadors. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to The Brand Ambassadors. I'm Gary Potterfield along with Merritt Hamilton Allen. And um, we're going to switch gears a little bit uh, in this uh, in this segment, and um, and uh, you know, ladies, you know, if you're a, a lady of the new millennium, I think it's time to to wear n- new Elon Musk. It's the new cologne. I brought that up during the break, so we're going to talk about uh, that was kind of hey, kind of wild, Charlie from the from the seventies. At any rate, um, so so this guy, right? What's the deal here? I mean, um, of course he's so wealthy. Why does he care? He should just walk away, well, take his cash. You know, uh, personal branding um, is a thing. You know, there's like, let, let's look at another big firm, IBM. Is there a person behind that? Is there a personality? Is there a guy driving that that any of us think about? No, it's IBM. It's Tesla, SpaceX. What do you think of Elon Musk? Yeah, oh, absolutely. So personal and, branding uh, can um, uh, be a way to differentiate yourself from competitors uh, very much, you know, a successful, I, I think, personal brand is uh, Richard Branson. Yeah, that's who right. Has, um, uh, who's kind of a visionary, kind of. He's you know, a visionary entrepreneur who has also taken steps into um, air travel and space and entertainment. But uh, I, I think the big difference between uh, Richard Branson and Elon Musk is Richard Branson isn't a moron. I do have to say that I just love the I love the name of the Boring Company. I think it's so cool. <laughs> the Boring that that one is pretty cool. Although they're they're not really doing that great either, are they? I don't think the Boring Company. No, is- no, but it, at least not from um, the perspective of you know the SEC. Man, they uh, they've come after Tesla again um, over tweets tweets from Elon Musk and. When you look at both SpaceX and um, uh, a commercial uh, uh, space flight and Tesla, electric, you know, electric cars replacing the internal combustion engine. I mean, these are these are global. These are you know, changing how everybody uh, thinks about living, working, transportation. But I think it's in, it's in great danger. I think. Uh, you know, shareholders or, um, you know, the board may not tolerate Musk too much longer at Tesla. You know, we saw that at Uber. And um, you just, uh, being successful doesn't um, excuse bad behavior. It's got to suck, though. You know, when you're, when you're like, you're the guy, you go, wait a minute, this was my idea. Come on, guys. Wait a minute. Why am I, how can I not have total control here? And uh, I, I think he, maybe he thinks, you know, that way, like, uh, wait a minute, I, you know, it's my, they're my marbles, I get to do what I want, but they're not his marbles anymore. Uh, he's gone, he, they're, it's much bigger than his own, his own bag of marbles. So, um, yeah, uh, and, and just think about this, just a couple of years ago, it was, Elon Musk was, you know, how his brand, how his personal brand has changed. A couple of years ago, he, he was, he was Teflon, he could do no wrong, you know. Yeah, and you almost wonder if that isn't um, just a case of uh, 
uh, an almost a, a delightfully satisfying case of believing your own hype and the dangers thereof. Yeah. Do you know any Tesla owners, by the way? Do I know any what? Tesla owners. Yes. Tesla car owners. Well, we employ a Tesla owner. Lisa Redfield has a gorgeous blue Model 3. Well, there you go. There you go. You need, you need to go get a ride in that thing. It is quiet. It purrs. The door handles are all cool. It's, I mean, it's the iPhone of cars. Well, when it stops, until it stops working, I imagine. Right. I mean, <laughs> you're not, where are you going to go get the darn thing, you know, fixed? Well, and that's, a, you know, interesting. I, you know, I live in the middle of nowhere, and I have a neighbor who has a Model 3. And um, I do wonder that, because where in the greater Albuquerque metro area are you going to get a Tesla repaired? Mm. I know. You go to Radio Shack. Oh, wait a minute. No, you won't go there. <laughs> I was thinking maybe you just um, called Amazon and had them have them uh, bring you a crate, and you pack it up and ship it back to the plant. There you go. There you go. Um, so, yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, he's, uh, and then, of course, everyone's kind of uh, takes takes their guilty pleasure from him, uh, you know, from folks like Elon uh, having his, his having but, troubles. Know, at, at the same time, I think also your personal, you know, politicians, uh, they're kind of the ultimate in the personal brand. And uh, we, we see that to extremes, I think, in our current administration. Uh, and, but we also see it, you know, in this kerfluffle um, over Joe Biden. I, I get the sense the groundswell of support is going, oh, come on. This guy well, yeah, people and some people don't like it. That is, he is no Bill Cosby, right? Um, I know Bill Cosby and you're no Bill Cosby. Wait a minute, that's not how it goes. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's true. You sit there, you, at a certain point, you roll your eyes and go, give me a break, although, you know. Um, but th- th- that even- comes, though, he has decades of a personal brand of being um, um, a leading politician and a family man. That's right. Let me shake and your hand and smell your hair. Whether you agree with him politically or not, I think he has a very um, engaging, nice guy persona. And I think that's paying off for him this week. Yeah. I think what won't pay off for him is maybe his age. Oh, I don't think I don't think he can successfully run for president. I'm just saying um, I think uh, he can survive this um, pseudo scandal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everything's a scandal these days. I mean, yeah, this, this is kind of on the level of Elizabeth Warren announcing that she did Ancestry.com and isn't Native American. Right. Okay. Yeah, well, that's the, I mean, can't, it, the, the, maybe people are getting tired of all this BS. Maybe people are getting tired of all this, I mean, on every level. I don't really give a damn about these people's, yeah, I, I'm, I, don't, I don't care enough right. about their personal whatever the hell they're doing. So I'm sorry for the most part. And maybe maybe everyone's getting it. I don't know if it's true or not, but I hope everyone's getting tired of it. People I, are not, are I, not I perfect. Say, um, of all the candidates who've come up, the one who's kind of driving me nuts is O'Rourke. Um, because somehow the media has fallen in love with him as some sort of Hispanic candidate because he's from El Paso. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. I mean, that didn't, would be didn't... like me going on TV um, as quite possibly the whitest person in America and the media deciding that because I live in Albuquerque, I'm Hispanic. Or Native American. Either one would be equally insulting uh, right. to those populations. Didn't who got in trouble for calling and saying who was it who got in trouble for what a news organization for saying that he said that he he gave a speech in his native tongue, which is Spanish. Who was it? Someone got in trouble for that. <laughs> yes, be <pretty> funny. <laughs> I mean, El Paso is really a bilingual city, so I mean it's a fair statement. But yeah, um, it, it just it's amazing the persona you can create and perpetuate if you put your mind to it. And, you know, looking at those examples, you know, Joe Biden, decades of nice guyness, uh, Beto O'Rourke, um, the um, most uh, non-Hispanic, Hispanic candidate ever. And you, then you look back at Elon Musk, it's like, dude, can't you figure out something better? Can't you be smarter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- I have to tell you, I mean, part of the, you know, I, I used to be, you know, I'm nowhere near, I was, I don't think I was ever anywhere near, I, you know, you're quite the news junkie, I think, and, but I, I was never quite that level of news junkie, but I'm much less than ever, um, because it just makes me want to puke, I'm sorry, I just, and not that I don't keep up with what's going on in the world, uh, but I do it my own way, I just, just you know, hearing some here, just it's just it's turned everything's turned into personality. It's not about policy or what's going on anymore, and I'm just I'm tired of right. it. Right, and, and it's about selecting your content. Uh, back to our original point. I mean, um, that's very important. Uh, uh, important to me, but the also the disturbing thing is the large aggregators who make it easier. Um, I really like Apple News because it's figured out that I like. Politico, Bloomberg, and The Economist. And that's what I get the most of. Mm-hmm. Oh, also Wall Street uh, Journal. Well, it's also visually, they, they've done a good job of making it look uh, appealing. Um, mm-hmm. If you compare them to like Google News, I mean, they, they, they uh, Apple News has got this nice, it, it, just, it has a nice presentation as well that kind of appeals to the the visual as, as well as just the content. Uh, but you mentioned personal brand at the beginning. I wonder, is that, is that something that everyone has to have now? I mean... I don't know that I have a personal brand. Do you have a personal brand? You, I mean, I can imagine your personal brand. I can't imagine mine, but I can I can imagine yours, kind of. I don't know if I can put it in words specifically, but I can imagine it. Um, well, you know, I, I actually was pretty conscious about creating a personal brand, and I did it in the Navy, which is probably fortunate I had to get out after eight years. Um because I wanted to be flamboyant in the Navy, and I was. Well, that's, yeah, that is, that's possibly, part of your yeah. um, uh, uh, openly and uh, aggressively dyeing one's hair from day to day uh, with red lipstick and red nails. Oh, did you, this is a thing. You actually can't wear red nail polish in the Navy anymore. Well, it's doggone it. Good thing I got out when I did. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So, um, and I think it's interesting that the Navy has made some big uh, inroads in kind of cutting down on that level of individuality for women. Men, I mean, just by gender roles anyway, I mean, you wear pants and a shirt, and you might have a man bun, but you're pretty much going to wear pants and a shirt and shave or not and look like a guy. Right. 
because not a lot of men are wearing makeup yet. And so um, uh, from a physical brand perspective, it's pretty uniform. And in the military, it's even more so. It's like you take a guy, give him a haircut, put him in a, in a set of khakis, and stick a name tag on him. It could be anybody. That's right. You get to choose your shoes once in a while. At least you used to. Right. <laughs> right. Why don't you take us to break, person who doesn't have a computer? Oh, thank you. I will do that. Well, we're talking about personal branding on the Brand Ambassadors. Please drop us a line at brand.ambassadorsvoxoptima.com if you'd like to join the conversation. We'll be right back after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Trends in global business are changing all the time. It used to only be worrying about your competitor across the street, but now that competitor may be across the world. On Global Business with Mahesh Joshi, we discuss the trends in global business, plus issues and solutions that business leaders face today. Each show is guaranteed to teach you something that you didn't know before about global business. Listen live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice America Business Channel. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to The Brand Ambassadors. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Gary Potterfield along with Merritt Hamilton Allen who has put away her tin can and string and is now uh, Skyping into the call and uh, and that's good. Just like a real girl. Right. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I know we're not going to talk about non-gonococcal urethritis. Um, so with that, Merritt, tell me, top that Is one. Is it contagious? Is it contagious? Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I know very little about it, other than the fact that it just. I love the sound of it. Well, I see. I spent enough time overseas that I can interpret that non-gonococcal is yeah. uh, means it's not gonorrhea, and so to me, that's that's um, a plus, and it There's implies. A plus. It's a similar type of inflammation, but perhaps not virulent. So, um, I, I'm for it. Uh, <laughs> That you see what? Here's the thing. Right now, you could you, if you if if you had brought that up during your campaign, who knows where you'd be now? No kidding. That would have been that would have been I'm a winning 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 topic. I'm for it. Right. Um, yeah, and, and and that's but that's a good point. You know, my personal brand got kind of destroyed um, at, because I, I was running for a republic in a Republican primary as a veteran business owner, gun owning Catholic. And my opponent just uh, went for the jugular and pitched me to the left of Elizabeth Warren and people wanted to believe him. So that was, that was kind of a shock for me uh, uh, when it comes to personal branding. So your personal Um, brand, you weren't able to, you, you weren't able to get your personal brand, your true personal brand out there. Someone else painted one for you. And, uh, right. and it's stuck with the, with the voters. Right. And it, it's very hard when someone um, builds an integrated campaign with uh, mail and video and social media to lie about you. Yeah, it's pretty hard to overcome that unless you're willing to do the same thing. And, well, I'm not. Right. So that's, that, that is a thing all into itself. Uh, there could almost be a topic of, you know, how to uh, promote your true uh, personal brand um, when and how you know how to how to be in control of your personal brand right and and with a, with enough money um, certainly it's something I could have um, overcome but coming into uh, the campaign as late as I did and where my fundraising was it just um, uh, let me also just mention the state legislature in New Mexico is unpaid I, it also got to the point where you know get into this level of fight and spending for an unpaid volunteer job. Eh, 
I'm just going to tell the truth. Right, right. But, you know, certainly, certainly it's, a, it's a matter of resources and money. And with enough of both, uh, you can uh, accomplish a lot. And that's certainly what I would um, uh, make sure that a crisis communication client uh, uh uh, under, understood very clearly. But when we talk about personal brands, and Gary, you mentioned you, um, you know, I have I have a couple visions. One is, of course, in your mustard yellow uh, anchor jacket and ADAC, and that's a great that's a great Technicolor uh, image. And <laughs> yeah, we have. And, Go ahead. And you are perennially, perpetually, dryly funny. And so it's almost like if I could put Richie Cunningham and Bob Newhart in one person, it would be you. Did you have to mention the Richie Cunningham part? I mean, because I've heard that in the so past. You were so cute in ADAC. You were so cute in ADAC. Oh, my God. I killed him in ADAC. <laughs> you were darling in ADAC. I was darling in ADAC, yeah. Uh, yeah if anybody wants to know what Gary looked like younger, just look, ask him for a photo of his grandson. That's that's a good point. Uh, little little Austin is uh, is uh, does have a, a hint of me. Um, it's darling. Yeah. So. Um, Would you like me to quit saying darling in in reference to you? Is this making you uncomfortable? Because I don't want to have a Joe Biden moment. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah. The hair smelling. Uh, what the, what's with the sniffing the hair thing? What the hell is I've that? Never spe- I've never smelled your hair, Gary, and I promise um, I will not. That's uh, what were some of those uh, those those uh, shampoos of the seventies that those commercials? It was, it was uh, what was it? Brell, Brell, or there was a weird. Oh, was, I don't know. There's a weird. They, they ones. Yeah, they had the herbal essence, or the ones that smell like apples. Right, and of course, that? if you think about shampoos in the seventies, that would if you took a bottle of um, exactly at made as it was in nineteen seventy five shampoo and put it on your hair in twenty nineteen, you would think you just washed your hair with lava soap. <laughs> it, uh, oh my gosh! So I, anyway, I mean, so so yeah, the touchy feely thing. I mean, um, good for him, I suppose. I'm just yeah, and that maybe it's an indicative of uh, of a guy who. Uh, uh, where, why that was it? Why that's a f? Why that is a big deal? It, I think that's another thing is that um, the women who are now coming out and 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 some a few complaining about it's like come what is that how se- hypersensitive we are now? Um, right. Can't, no, I, can't I think you tell the difference between a guy who just that's his natural way where it doesn't mean anything and somebody who's uh, you know a, a leering ass. Or, yeah, or somebody who, you know, women coming forward, let's see, oh, I'm going to come forward because I, too, was drugged unconscious by Bill Cosby and then raped. I mean, that's a very different type of coming forward than Joe Biden hugged me and I wasn't into it. Right. That sounds like a slogan. Joe Biden hugged (laughs) me and I wasn't into it. Beto 2020. Uh, That's right. (laughs) All right, Merritt. Well, I think we've well, done enough so, damage. I think we have. I'm excited, though. Um, we've got an exciting guest uh, next week with um, Beyond the Uniform, Justin Asari, um, who is very much focused on something near and dear to our hearts, helping veterans, um, uh, once they go beyond the uniform, be the most successful they can be in, in their new careers. So mm. uh, 
definitely uh, uh, come back and uh, join us for that one. I'll be very excited. And I also, oh, also, I'm going to appear. He has his podcast. And I'm going to go on the Buy in the Uniform podcast and talk about, um, at a date to be determined, and talk about why we hire veterans. Good deal. There's a little, there's yeah. A, yeah, there's a win-win right there. Absolutely, absolutely, and I, uh, I'm hoping we can get Justin into the voice into the Voice America family. I think he'd he'd be uh, really excellent at it. But until next week, I'm Merritt Hamilton Allen, and for Gary Potterfield, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for tuning in this week to the Brand Ambassadors. Please join Merritt Hamilton Allen and Gary Potterfield for another edition next Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.